Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Ah, another great group that I had banging rock and roll. Those who are fans. I had Candio. They're a great album. Yeah. So anyway, um, you you look at you look around and, and think about what's going on in the late. Oh, I should tell you this real quick here. Welcome back to the show, John Fricky, Northern uh, Kia Studios, all that kind of stuff. Live on this MLK Day ahead of the Hawks. Abe Gordon one to three. Hawks at three thirty. Pre-game at three. Game at three uh, thirty against Wemby, I think. And the San Antonio Spurs live from State Farm Arena. If you're headed down to the arena, I do enjoy the game, and God knows they better win. Oh my lord. Anyway, so. Uh, I was I was talking to Harper Lavelle. We're texting, and Harper's going to be on in about seventeen minutes. Harper is one of the nicest guys you ever want to meet. Okay, I, he, he's just a great guy. You know, former Falcon does the Wade Ford show with us. Uh, you know, um, does the Georgia State games on the radio, but he's got this weird, strange, odd little. I don't know if it's like a a tumor in his brain or something. There's something wrong with him. He, he's got this Dodger fandom thing, and it's like. Dude, where it's like it's like a gl- like a computer glitch. You know what I mean? I mean, he, he, hey, uh, Falcons, yeah, Georgia State, yeah, Dodgers. It's like, huh, huh, huh? You got a problem there? You know, do you, you need a reboot there, Harper. I, I, so it's a weird thing. So we were just talking about the race <laughs> of the Dodgers because uh, I said uh, let's mess with the Dodgers and sign Clayton Kershaw just to just to screw with them. <laughs> <laughs> Which I would do for Alex Antopoulos. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's about to be that time. Which means we're going to have something more fun to talk about because the Hawks and the, you know, right. Where are we going with the Hawks? Nowhere. Where are we going with the Falcons? Um, over the next three weeks, both teams are going to be front and center. The NBA trade deadline is February the 8th, and the Hawks are going to have to make some sort of trade. Uh, and, and by the way, it'll be indicative of, of what they think is going to happen in the future here, what kind of a trade they make. Are they going to actually make trades to try to compete now? Or are they going to be making trades with the idea of accumulating assets, you know, uh, expiring contracts, uh, things of that nature, so they can go into free agency in the draft next year? So keep, keep your eyes on that. Who, who do they trade for? Are the players they're trading for, guys that they're going to contribute now and in the future, or are they getting expiring contracts at the end of the year? My guess is, I can only give you best guess scenarios here. It's all I can do. I mean, they both franchises could fake right, go left. All right? And, and then don't blame me. I'm just telling you my best guess here, and you can give me yours at 404 My best guess is the Hawks will be trading 
for mid-tier talent, older talent, that's going to contribute for the rest of this year, but on an expiring contract to be able to dump three to four contracts. I expect that the Hawks team that we see on the floor to start next season, later this year, much later, will have six or half the team will be new. Easy. Or more. I mean, it may be eight or nine new players. Quinn Snyder's going to go, I want new guys. I want I want a new thing here. So I think what you're going to see is a bunch of expiring guys. That's my guess. Okay. My guess on the Falcons is, and again, it's just a guess. There are three options for the Falcons. And it's like a coach quarterback option. And they're like kind of tied together. All right. To me, one option, and I know that Harbaugh's met with the Chargers, but I think the Falcons ought to have at least one more interview and it ought to be Jim Harbaugh. And I think it's an option of the Chargers have an in with Harbaugh, just to stop for a second. Uh, he did play quarterback for the Chargers. I, I, that's where I first met Jim when he was quarterback of the Chargers in San, San Diego. So I know Jim a little. Uh, and, uh, you know, we met in a couple of years there. Uh, together and you know covering him and talking to him uh so he knows that he knows the franchise and he knows dean spanos so he's got an in in there and he's got a quarterback at justin herbert who obviously you can work with he's a pretty good quarterback but i think one option for the for the falcons would be a, Har- a harbaugh fields combination okay where you trade for justin fields freeze up the brain uh, this whole thing about caleb williams where you know and his dad yeah we might just sit out or we might oh stop it you know, I guess they could. He could pull an Elway. He could pull an Eli. You know, I guess. And Drake May could be the quarterback in Chicago. I guess. But a, a Harbaugh Fields combination that would be one option. Another option might be something like. I don't pick, pick a guy, Anthony Weaver, the assistant head coach in in uh, in Baltimore. Whoever they like of the guys that they've interviewed, whether it's him or anybody else. Slowick, anybody, Raheem bringing him back, anybody that's not named Jim Harbaugh or Bill Belichick. Uh, so another option would be, first option is Harbaugh and Fields. Second option would be, and I'll just use Anthony Weaver, Anthony Weaver and uh, say a draft pick like Jaden Daniels. So Harbaugh, Fields, Weaver, Jaden Daniels, or Hoodie and like Kirk Cousins. Okay? that I think that's where you're going. Cause if they get Hoodie, I, I know I can hear all of you reacting out there. Brace yourself, because right now the leader in the clubhouse at the moment is Bill Belichick. And it goes back to my original statement, which says all of this interviewing that they're doing, it's either just show pony stuff and they already knew, or they're doing serious due diligence and uh, they they want to hire the best guy that you know that they interview. I think it's show pony stuff. I'm le- at least I'm leaning to show pony, which means you may have to brace for the idea that Bill Belichick is going to be the head coach here. And if Belichick's a head coach, I guarantee you, after the Mac Jones experience up there, that he is not drafting Jaden Daniels and starting him. He's not going to do that. He's going to he's going to go out and say, if I'm coming there, we got to go get Kirk Cousins. He's going to want a veteran quarterback. I'm just telling you, that's the way he's going to go. And it might work, by the way. So before you get all worked up, the idea of the hoodie. Coming here, which is odd, right? And I know we're going to be faced with nonstop 28-3 references, but the hoodie coming here with a Kirk Cousins might kind of work. And we got no choice but to support him. You can be mad all you want, but what am I supposed to do? I'm going to, I don't, I, I, I get, when the opening game comes next year, whoever they're playing, 
Maybe it's the Swampers. You think I'm rooting for the Falcons? <laughs> watch my X. Watch my Twitter. <laughs> I'll be going full baghead on those people. Come on, of course. Uh, so Harbaugh Fields, which would be my preference, by the way, the idea of Jim Harbaugh coming here and getting and taking over and saying, Jim, uh, we'll get you the quarterback. Who do you want? You want Justin Fields? And he says, yeah, I want Justin Fields. I can work with him. Then I'm trading to Chicago to get Justin Fields, and I got Jim Harbaugh. That would be my preference over Anthony Weaver and Jaden Daniels and over Hoodie and Kirk Cousins. I'm just tying them together. I'm just kind of giving you – I'm doing it so that you understand kind of what the picture looks like. My preference would be Harbaugh Fields. I think it's going to be Hoodie Cousins. But I could be wrong on both. And it could be Anthony Weaver, Jaden Daniels. And if it is, I just have a hard time thinking. I think I'd be most surprised if it were Anthony Weaver. And I'm just using his name. I'd love to have Raheem Morris back here too. But a Raheem and, and a Jaden Daniels. I'd be most surprised if that if the Falcons take at number eight, I want them to take Dallas Turner. I want them to take Jared Burst. I want that edge guy. But they may go quarterback there. But I think it would be the most surprising thing to me because I think it flies in the face of what I think think that they believe they are. Now, if you are convinced, Houston Texans, that, that C.J. Stroud is out there and it's Caleb Williams and you're going to trade up to number one and he's going to be the guy, that I'm okay with. Jaden Daniels is a uh, – I'm not sure. I'm not sure what to think. He could be a superstar. He could be Lamar, right? Or he could be a project. And I don't think that they are into the idea of a fitty-fitty shot at a project with this team right now. I just don't think they're, that's where they're at. I think they look at the at this team with Grady coming back and Torrey Anderson coming back. You know, Calais says he wants to play another year. Yeah, you've got to go get a cover corner. Lord knows you got to go replace Richie Grant. Good God. Uh, because it could have didn't really work out so well, and Clark Phillips is just a, he's a backup. DeMarco Helms is a nice player, but DeMarco's a backup. you got to get a starting safety to go alongside Jesse Bates. you got to get another cover corner. Sore spot turning into the new left guard. And obviously, you got to get a quarterback. And, and yes, you have to get a wide receiver. Van Jefferson was a nice try, and I, I think he's a veteran player, but you got to get somebody that can fly down the field. All, all those things are true. But you can you can address those in free agency. You're going to have money. They'll have, by the time it all shakes out, with getting rid of uh, contracts and you know the growth and the cap and all that, they probably have $75, $80 million, and they'll have plenty of money to go out and sign you know two or three players. Uh, and, and then, of course, especially if you get a young quarterback. Now, the question is, how much money do you spend on quarterback? That's the big issue because Kirk Cousins is going to come at a cost. Russ Wilson will come at a cost. You know, the Russ Wilson thing is really hard. <sighs> go, go, Google, Google his contract. Oh, my God. It's like brutal. All right. Uh, let's see what we got here. Yo, 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 what up, yo? Not much, Bricky. Good to hear your voice again. Um, I love the Harbaugh Fields idea. I think that's my favorite of all of them. Uh, and if you're going to go with the guy who's never been a head coach before and stick him in there, then yeah, go in the draft and grab a guy. Uh, I'm kind of scared of uh, Daniel's frame because he is like six three, but only like 200 pounds. Whereas Justin Fields is like six three and two thirty, and we know that he can run through NFL defenses. Um, I'm just not sold on the hoodie idea, but if they do the hoodie and then they go up there and get Kirk Cousins, I fear that we'll be in the um, same position the Jets are in this year, where a guy goes out there for four games, snaps his Achilles, and you're right back to square one. And so you probably need to have two veteran quarterbacks because the hoodie is not going to want to develop a rookie. 
and he showed that with Mac Jones. Well, I mean, it, to what? Wait, hang on here. To what? Do, yo, hang on, hang on. To what degree is 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 Desmond Ritter a, a veteran quarterback? I mean, he's going to be in his third year. <laughs> no, right. So you're going to have to get a secondary uh, better quarterback. So I mean, yeah, well, but I don't think. But, but but let's talk. Yo, yo, let's talk about that because I don't think that's I don't think that's in their plan unless they unless they trade Desmond Ritter, Justin Fields, which they could do, by the way. I mean, allow Chicago to take Caleb Williams, trade uh, Desmond Ritter, and uh, you know a, a second round pick or something, and give uh, Chicago a backup quarterback in addition to another pick here or something to get Justin Fields, uh, and then you go out or you keep Taylor Heineke or you go out and get another veteran to back up Justin Fields. All, all things are on the table. I understand that, but there's a pretty good chance that Desmond Ritter is going to be the backup quarterback of the Atlanta Falcons next year. And I think I'm okay with that. You know, there were there were points in this season and even in his last game where it's like Desmond Ritter looked awesome in the first half. And then Desmond Ritter showed back up in the second half. Um, yeah, I know. If you can coach those things out of him, then I believe he is more than a serviceable backup. And that's why I say if you get like a Justin Fields or somebody like that with Harbaugh, somebody who's been able to develop somebody who had raw talent like he did with Kaepernick, uh, somebody who can win with somebody who's subpar like he just did with the national championship, um, you have to have a guy who builds a culture. And it can't just be a two-year culture. That's why I'm so against the idea of Belichick. Belichick is the Yeah, I understand. No, I, I get I get it, yo. I got to go to a break here because I'm up against it. I hear the music and all that kind of stuff. I, I understand the, the adverse reaction to Belichick on multiple levels. I get it. I'm just bracing you for the fact that that, that, that may be where we're headed. I, I can't argue any of the arguments against it. Harbor LaBelle, my cohort in crime. No, we're not going to talk about the Dodgers. If he brings it up, I'm going to just stop the conversation. What does he think about these possibilities for the Atlanta Falcons? We'll ask him next with John Fricky on Sports Radio 92 on the game. Sports Radio 92 on the game on this MLK Day. The next three weeks or so are going to be extremely interesting. It'll be, and it could be this week, too. Uh, chock full of news for both. The Atlanta Falcons and the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, we are getting uh, close to the trade deadline here. It's the 15th, uh, so we're going to 24 days left. 24 days to the NBA's trade uh, deadline, February the 8th. And, uh, of course, we have um, the Atlanta Falcons uh, looking at a new head coach, which I think is going to happen quicker than than, than later. I'm, I could be wrong. There are seven teams had openings. One is already filled. Pardon me, eight. Eight had openings. One was already filled, and that's uh, the Patriots who uh, elevated Gerard Mayo to head coach. But you have the Falcons, the Panthers, the Raiders, the Chargers, the Seahawks, the Titans, and the Commanders, two of which were surprises, right? I mean, I think the Titans with Vrabel was a surprise, and the Seahawks with uh, Pete Carroll was a surprise. So uh, seven other teams to go here. If you have identified your number one guy, then there's no reason to wait. I mean, I wouldn't think. Is um, Eric Slaughter's Harper with us? I'm here. Oh, he is. Oh, good. Harper, my friend, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm no good. Uh, of course, uh, Harper LaBelle, yeah. former Falcon, uh, co-host on uh, Wade Ford Tailgate and uh, Georgia State play-by-play and all that kind of stuff. Um, go ahead. I, I, I'm appreciative of the fact that you jumped in on this MLK Day. Thanks. Well, thank you very much for inviting me and having me on. I almost called Mike Conti to say, Mike, please let us do the Wade Ford show. Even though the Falcons are out of it, there's so much that happened last week. Obviously, with the uh, coaching announcements that that you had already mentioned, but uh, you know, going into 
Michigan winning. And by the way, uh, how do you think the state of Michigan likes uh, their football programs right now? A uh, pretty good place to be. But Alabama, uh, yeah, Washington, except for East Lansing, yes. All these. Oh my gosh, so much going on. Please, Mike Conti, let us have a show. But uh, all for naught. We get to talk today. <laughs> Uh, so one of two things is true uh, with the, uh, you know, Falcons doing more interviews yesterday. They've interviewed everybody but Jim Harbaugh and you and me. Uh, so that's it. Um, that's the list of the people they haven't interviewed. Uh, it's one, one of two things is true here, and I'm curious as to your thoughts here, Harper. Uh, all of these interviews are just show pony, and they already know, and they knew prior to beginning the interviews who they were going to hire, and that would be Hoodie. Or they're doing serious due diligence. They're not sure about the idea of hoodie, and they want to talk to all these people, but they're hoping to grab the best guy out there. Which do you think it is? Well, I I agree with the fact that you have to do it quickly because the Alabama situation with Nick retiring, what was it, 24, maybe 48 hours later, they had the replacement. How do you get that done with the coach that just finished the national championship game uh, a couple of days earlier without already having some communication. I I think Nick knew he was going to leave. I think he and Belichick, who are great friends, I think they both knew, hey, when are you going to announce? I'm going to announce on Tuesday. Well, let me do it on Wednesday. All right, you do it on Wednesday. I don't want to interfere with yours, and I don't want you to interfere with mine. I I know that probably didn't happen, but I sure think it could have. Again, they're friends, and they could have done something like that. But um, To your point, though, about DeBoer, to your point about DeBoer, I agree. I think that they had had conversations with divorce people prior to. I think this was all Absolutely. in place. Yeah, that, they had to. There's no way you get something that complicated taken care of in 24 hours. There's no way. It, it, it had, you know, there's, there's all kinds of situations. Now, how quickly did New England go with Jared Mayo? I, I was surprised that they, they didn't even think about it. So they were probably internally discussing this before the season was over. Bill may have had a conversation with Bob Kraft one day and say, you know, I'm really leaning towards not coming back. And as soon as he left the room, Bob Kraft, okay, uh, we got to get a meeting. (laughs) Everyone but Bill, let's have a meeting and figure this thing out. How did the Falcons do it? I don't even think the, the plane engines had cooled down when Arthur Blank said, let's go. We're meeting up in Flowery Branch. Be there in 20 minutes. And uh, by the midnight hour, Arthur Smith was gone. So um, it, it, it is what it is. I think they, you're right. The, uh, uh, the Weaver pick, the Callahan, I think they've – Steve Wilkes has been interviewed. Uh, Jero Evero from Carolina, he's been interviewed. But if I think either Bill or Jim Harbaugh is in the building, uh, you're, you're going to want to get that done right away so i i do normally remember john in the in the day it used to be the week of the super bowl is when you would make this announcement you try to steal some of the thunder from the press that was there to cover the game to help talk about your team a little bit and and those days are done yeah you got to get it done asap or else you're going to lose it and please allow me one quick thought if you don't mind you mentioned all the names that you did what if mike mccarthy and if, if they lose tonight nick sirianni are available those are two other guys that we hadn't thought of, but uh, the, the the hammer may fall on both of them uh, by this time tomorrow. No, well, McCarthy especially. Yep. Sirianni, I don't, I don't think so. I, I think that the, that the excuse of, of the injury to Jalen Hurts, uh, I still think that they have. You know, uh, I think he gets at least another year. That's my guess. McCarthy, well, I think, is out. They they went to the Super Bowl just a, a year ago. 
And next thing you know, we're looking at uh, they were 10-1, and and now they're barely in the playoffs. So the Philly fan may not be happy with that. I don't know if they get blown out tonight. We'll see. But uh, those are just two additional names that might be added into this uh, mix of other coaches that are now looking for work elsewhere. If I can keep Siri from piping into the show, we'll be good. Um, hey, so, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I think that the – see, I only can guess here. Har- Harper LaBelle is uh, on with me, and we're talking about the Falcons here. I can only guess. So, my guess is and, – and, again, I want to state that I could be wrong, but knowing the, the Arthur Blank and Rich McKay the way I do and, and Harper knowing them the way you do, they don't do things haphazardly. You may not agree with what they do, but they are very methodical in what they, in what in the ways they go about things, and so I, I think if the discussions were being had about the future of Arthur Smith, you know, prior to let's say let's say they began in earnest after the Carolina game, which is what I think they did. I think after the Carolina game, they went, okay, we're, we have to start talking about what are we going to do in the future here, you know, should this go kind of sideways here. Because if they were to catch fire and win their last couple of games, make the playoffs, if they were playing tonight against the Eagles at home, that might be a different story. Okay, well, you know, we can put together – we'll go with this for another year. we got to get a new quarterback, a new offensive coordinator has got to come in here, but we'll give it another shot. But I think after the Carolina game, they kind of made a, a – started to make a plan, right? And so they make a plan, and now they have to start thinking about who is going to be next. Because one thing is – Always that when we talk to fans who say fire the coach, that's fine. You can fire the coach, but what's your plan? Who who are you going to bring in here? And so I, I laid out three possibilities of quarterback coach. I know. Did you hear me talking about these? I quarterback did. Coach my, combinations? my addition, okay. my addition would be the fourth possibility, adding to a D scenario that you might pick from, and that would be if McCarthy or Sirianni are on the table as well. Right now they're not, okay. but I'm just assuming that we'll know in, uh, in in the next 24 hours. Well, I would put that as still – that's the hoodie, it would be McCarthy. It's the veteran coach uh, with a veteran quarterback. Okay, that's why I said hoodie and cousins. Veteran coach, mm-hmm. ve- veteran quarterback. Okay, that's a B option. Uh, Jim Harbaugh as a standalone uh, coming in and picking his quarterback – uh, would be something that uh, I think would be my preference, which, and I think that if Justin Fields is available, for example, or a Russ Wilson, and you can make the money work because Russ's contract is ridiculous, what the Broncos did. Uh, but if you can t- find a way to make the money work, and then and then you have a, uh, I said Anthony Weaver, but it's anybody who's interviewed, whether it's Raheem Morris or Slowick or anybody that's interviewed, Callahan, anybody that's interviewed with a rookie quarterback. I am, I just don't see. Arthur Blank signing off on the idea of Jaden Daniels and Desmond Ritter being his quarterback room. I think he looks at this team and says, look, we went through this. We don't need to go through it again. Uh, What we need is somebody to come in here and win now, and he views that guy as win now as Kirk Cousins. Therefore, if he can't get Jim Jim Harbaugh, I think you're looking at uh, a veteran coach, a McCarthy or a hoodie, uh, to bring in a veteran quarterback. Yeah, of who's available. I know you mentioned Justin Fields as a possibility, and that would make some Falcon fans very happy because that was a on-the-table scenario when we picked Kyle Pitts just a couple years ago. Um, I, I think Desmond stays on the team um, as as your backup. If if whatever the scenario that you just offered, if, if that's a, a realism, he's still cheap, if you will. He does have some experience. Uh, he would become Taylor Heineke. He'd be your backup. But 
uh, whether or not he's the starter. And, and look at Jordan Love as an example, a guy who sat behind a technically uh, a Hall of Famer and Aaron Rodgers for two years. He got six or eight passes in the whole season. Aaron's never going to come out of a ball game. Favre never came out of a game. So that's what he learned under. Uh, but, my God, he threw for 4,100 yards, 32 touchdowns. He had 11 picks this season, and he couldn't have played any better than what he did yesterday. So uh, there is a little bit of patience that's got to come with this as well, especially at that position. If you're going to go with a younger guy, uh, you got to wait for him to catch up to what the league is going to throw at him. He, he, he may not have it. And Desmond Ritter is the perfect example of that, John. He just wasn't ready the way that he was in college to get win after win after win against some other opponents that uh, the NFL's not like that. And, and someone threw a scenario at him. Next thing you know, oops, interception, and there goes my chances to win. Same with Bryce Young in Carolina. Yeah, but you mentioned C.J. Stroud a little bit earlier. How good of a year did he have? You, well, The way they invested you, was very interesting to me. Go ahead, John. Go. Uh, well, yeah, I think there's that. I also think they that – one of the issues with, with um, Desmond Ritter is that they threw too much of a playbook at him, expecting him to handle it. I think the Texans just dumbed it down. And I think that's what they what Arthur Smith's biggest mistake here was not dumbing down the playbook. And, and just, you know, because I think the, the routes, the route tree that he was having to work through, just his mind was all sped up. I think there was a disservice to him to some degree. It'll be interesting to see what happens when Desmond Ritter gets new coaching. Which obviously he's going to. All right, quick break. I'm going to get Harper's yep. thoughts. Uh, we're going to, yeah, uh, on this, and I want to ask Harper about uh, about the Alabama Crimson Tide hire. I want to delve into that a little bit. I haven't had a chance to talk to somebody about that. I want to do that next year on Sports Radio 92 on the game. Harper, do you know this group? Not off the top of my head. I just, baby Gene Kennedy can sing. Whew. Okay. Yeah, this is uh, like a group it. called Mother's Finest. I, I, I grew up with a huge, they're a local oh, yeah, Atlanta yeah, band. Yeah. They had a few top 40 hits and a huge Mother's Finest fan. Uh, their album, Another Mother Fur- Further, is uh, one of my favorite albums of all time. Yeah. Really? I didn't know that. Look at you. Yeah. Back when you had, did you have right. big hair or was it down past your uh, shoulders in the middle of your back when you were in high school? No, my, my one of my brothers had really super long hair, like down to his butt, you know, long hair in the 70s. Uh, no, I could never grow my hair that way. It never kind of, it just grew out. And <laughs> I, I could show you a picture. I'm not going to. <laughs> so did you have the fro going back then? Kind of the fro no, thing? It, it was, no, it wasn't so much a fro because it was more like a, you know, uh, I don't know. It was just a lot of hair kind of down to my shoulders. And I finally just said, you know what? Uh, and then I went in, went to work at TV and I said, good, I got to get it cut. Oh, shit. Uh, you know, so, you know, there we go. Oh, shame <laughs> on that, you know. So, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mother's uh, Finest. Yeah. So, I, I didn't know that song particularly, but, uh, yeah, I know you're a, you're a fan of them and, uh, and many other bands that not a lot of folks would say, I, I bet you Fricky likes these guys. You, you've got an eclectic. <laughs> flavor that you uh you like to listen to yeah i i do i have an ipod that's got four thousand songs it has everything literally from engelbert humperdinck to metallica you know wow. i mean it has cherry hill gang it has you know all my i have a whole section of just funk you know like parliament and uh and rufus and on and on and on you know shaka the whole bit you know yeah Cameo, but you throw you in know. engelbert anyway. humperdinck so you, they, remember andy williams and 
Engelbert right. and Perry Como were all dying out in the late 60s. The, the, the music world was changing before their very eyes, and you couldn't swoon anymore, so it was a lot different. All right, so let's get back to this discussion because I want to pick Harper LaBelle, former Falcon uh, co-host of Wade Ford, Tailgate. Uh, you also do Georgia State games, and you've had the opportunity uh, in doing Georgia State games to uh, see what Dave Cohen you know, teams up up close and personal, uh, you know, and you saw Jaden Daniels, for example, this year. So I've got two college questions. I want to begin there. You saw Jaden Daniels against Georgia, Georgia State. Walk me through. Do you think that Jaden Daniels, uh, whether he's the Falcons or anybody else, is one of those quarterbacks that is day one starter ready as a rookie? Boy, I sure think so. Um, I watched him when he was warming up, and I watched him during timeouts, and I watched just before they would get the ball. And the way he conducts himself, it's not necessarily Peyton Manning. You know, Peyton was all over the place. He'd come off the field, take his helmet off, put the hat on. You know, you got to put the little ball cap on. And then he goes and he talks to one of the coaches. And then he talks to the receivers. And then he goes over to the running backs. And then he goes and talks to the linemen. And then he goes and talks to the coach again. And then about that time, they're about ready to get the ball back. He takes the hat off, puts his helmet on, throws five balls, and then he goes back out on the field. And that was every single down. He's one of the hardest-working guys in football. But Jaden, a little bit different, not quite as much, but I like the way he threw. I like the touch that he had. I like the way he worked on his feet uh, while he was warming up, almost as if it was robotically going, here's my system, A, B, C. I do it every time I get a completion. I like the way that uh, guys rallied around him. Um, granted, the game that he was in, it wasn't close. But uh, just a lot of traits that other people have that I noticed and I liked. So it was impressive to me. I told you about it when we did our show the next day. Does any of the other quarterback uh, quarterback uh, prospects that we're looking at, do they do the same thing? Probably. So I wouldn't be surprised if Michael Penix has the same thing. Now, I will be surprised to see how the injuries that he occurred. And, boy, did he get beat up last Monday. Oh, my gosh, he got, he got hit hard. I mean, he, he looked like Mean Joe Green coming off on that Coca-Cola commercial, ready to hand a jersey to one of his kids. And uh, uh, he just got beat up. But I bet you he does the same thing. I wouldn't be surprised. To Kalen DeBoer in Alabama, you know, you know, obviously you know Bill Curry. I mentioned it earlier. Bill Curry had the most difficult thing you could do in life is to replace a legend in any industry and if you're replacing Bear Bryant, the, the the bar is so incredibly high. It's the guy who's going to replace Kirby Smart. I mean, the it is so incredibly high. It's next to impossible to do because you're never going to be able to match it. Does he is he able to to keep this, especially in this new world of Texas and Oklahoma of 12 team playoffs? Is he able to keep Alabama? On a year in, year out, uh, you know, in the one, two, three position, or do you expect them to, by Alabama standards, slip to five to eight? Oh, I don't think they'd have hired him if that's what they expected. Uh, there's, you know, they could have hired you and me to do that. All we would have do is show up. The talent's so good. Now you're going to have a few portal losses, but I bet you he has a couple games. I think he impressed some people with what he was able to do at Washington in such a short amount of time and to put together a lineup that uh, even Husky fans would say, I didn't know we could be that good. (laughs) You know, we got to beat Oregon and SC first, and they did, and they did so convincingly. And, you know, you get the right guy at the right time, you get two or three different wide receivers that can break it open for you, and look what happens. Alabama has seven of those receivers. They got 
uh, six of the best linemen you're ever going to see, both on offense and defensive line. They got four of the best linebackers. You're, they're all going to be number one draft picks. So I think your talent level is going to be as high as the expectations. Yeah, are you going to lose a few? Look, here's the thing about Nick that I thought was most impressive. He comes to visit you, and he wants to meet your parents, you know, and have a spaghetti dinner or something like that. Which hands do you shake with all the rings that are on him? He was able to impress you with the diamonds and the jewelry and the promise of being able to uh, get into the NFL after your second, maybe your third year if you redshirt. You know, just little things like that that DeBoer does not have in his hip pocket. So he's going to have to grassroots and build his own tradition. And with the Texas and Oklahoma additions into the conference, it's not going to be easy for anybody. And maybe Nick saw the writing on the wall and go, I'm a little – I'm getting older. I'm still – recruiting the same 17 and 18 year old kids every year I go in and I recruit the same age kids and I'm getting 65 I'm getting 70 I'm 72 so a lot of different things to consider there but uh you know as far as signing him John I think the fact that they did it so quickly proves to me they were thinking about this for a long while they got the guy that they wanted they signed him as soon as they could it will be fascinating, more so than any other, to me, more so than any other change in college football at, at a coaching level than Kalen DeBoer in Tuscaloosa. It is uh, number one with a bullet. Is he able to hang on to that? Because you know that Hugh Freeze and Josh Heupel and Kirby Smart, Dabo Sweeney, uh, and Brent Key, everybody that's in the region here, in the region, so uh, in Atlanta, is going to be going into recruits' houses and reminding them Nick Saban's not there anymore. Just keep that in I mind. I agree. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it'll be something that uh, and Mike Norvell and and even Billy Napier coming up from Florida, they're going to be be preaching that. So it'll see we'll see what kind of impact that 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 has on Alabama and replacing a legend. I'm, uh, I don't want Alabama fans out there screaming at me saying, "You think we're going to fall off?" I, one to two to three to to five to eight is yeah. I mean, it's just going to be more of a fist fight maybe than it has been in the past. Um, all right, uh, I want to circle back here for our last little part of this. Joe Patrick's going to join me, by the way, Harper, at the top of the hour and talk about some more of this, but I want to get your thoughts on this. I want to go back to Desmond Ritter. Presuming that, that Ritter is the backup on this team next year, I think there's a pretty good chance of that happening. Are you of – all right, let me make a statement and see if you agree. If, if Ritter is the backup, and it, it's got to be an if, if he's the backup, I think a new coach, whether that's Mike McCarthy or Anthony Weaver or Hoodie or anybody, is going to get a quarterback coach in here who's going to help him. He's going to be able to go back to the bench, and I think that uh, he will uh, turn out to be you know, fundamentally a better quarterback in things like footwork and, and uh, you know, re, you know, tree uh, progressions and, and all that in another year or two than he is now, not just by, by virtue of the fact that he's getting older and more experienced, but by better coaching. Yeah, I, I don't have a problem with that. Um, he should. That, that's anybody. But the quarterback exchanges, the amount of times that the ball was on the ground, just from the center quarterback issue, and then in the game the way that we did against the boom, boom, down there in Houdat land, where we, you know, he's looking left and the ball came – in another direction from this. It was a miscue that, you know, I think that was the last of the Mohicans. We couldn't take that anymore. And I think that made it very quick and easy for Arthur Blank to go, this has got to end. We've got to stop this. And I don't know if Arthur Smith or Dave were going, somebody had to have a conversation with Desmond going, you got to hold on the ball, dude, please. <laughs> and he didn't, he, he still kept giving the ball away. I mean, that's got to change day one. You couldn't be a coaching. It, 
in, in peewee Pop Warner football and let your guys get away with that. You, you've got to protect the football, and that has to be priority number one. Well, of course, and, uh, you know, his uh, he still has some upside here, but I, I do wonder a little bit about, uh, you know, his growth and maturation as a player. I don't think I saw a whole lot, uh, you know, at the end of this season from what I saw when he was coming into the league. So, you know, two years into the league, I'm not sure I saw any growth from him. Uh, I think a lot of what he was able to do was natural talent. Because I still firmly believe that if the Atlanta Falcons, if you look at their weapons and you add to it with maybe a speed wideout, are an explosive football team, and they it just wasn't a fit, Harper. And we talked about this during the season, uh, you know, square peg, round hole, that Arthur Smith wanted to be a, you know, a, a Derrick Henry-led kind of, a, you know, a, a pound-the-rock kind of offense that wore you down in the fourth quarter and, and was able to win games in the fourth quarter because that's what the NFL is, a fourth-quarter game. He's not wrong about that, but he didn't have the personnel to do it because the team isn't built that way. The team is built to be – more of a uh, RPO kind of team that wants to score 35 points a game, more more in the fit of, uh, you know, having a Lamar Jackson at quarterback, which is why uh, I think that a veteran coach brings in a veteran quarterback. Like, for example, yeah. if they could work out the money, I think Russ Wilson would flourish with this offense. Okay, for $85 million that he still owed, that, that's They'd have uh, to work out the money. <laughs> yeah. Well, here, here's what I They'd saw yesterday. I money. saw Matt LaFleur coaching with the Green Bay Packers, and there were guys all over the field that were wide open. The touchdown to Musgrave where he was just dragging along the line of scrimmage after the play action, and he ends up with nobody within – I mean, you hear the term wide open. There was nobody within 30 yards of him when the, when the ball was delivered. Right, because Stephon Gilmore, Gilmore went to the Richie Grant School of Coverage. I mean, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, but there were guys in the middle of the field catching wide-open passes. So was the offensive line protecting him? Absolutely. Were the guys chipping, you know, the, the backs? Were they just getting a little piece of Micah Parsons and slowing him down? You better believe it. Were there guys that were running routes down the field that were breaking and, and finding spots that were wide open, whether it be zone or man coverage? Absolutely, and it worked to a charm. I mean, they – they scored more points than anybody else has scored against Dallas ever. So um, it, it was it was amazing to watch. And if we could do that, it, we didn't have guys that were flying open like that throughout the season. I'm sorry, Atlanta just didn't have that. We had guys that looked like they were being double covered, and we were throwing into that double coverage. So, yes, a lot of things have to change from the coaching to the players and the decision-making that goes on on every single play. It needs to improve, and hopefully it will here uh, with an announcement that could be pending within the next few days or at least the next couple of weeks. Yep. Uh, how fast do you think they move on a coach? Your best guess. Well, cause there's, because there's five or six others, and again, we don't know what's going to happen later tonight, but um, I think you're going to have to move quickly. And that means that the process that you would normally go through, well, let's take it, let's bring him in for a second interview. I don't know if you'll have time to do that because, as you mentioned earlier, Harbaugh's already been to San Diego. He has ties there. Why wouldn't he want to go? If you want to bring him in, you better do it today or at least get him the plane reservation because others are going to want it too. Seattle, Tennessee, the, the, the Chargers, as I mentioned, Washington. Nobody's talking about Washington. Now, maybe nobody wants to coach there, but you know, all these guys are going to want to bring in some people that are going to help change the trajectory of their team. And the Falcons, need. I think they need to act quicker rather than later. Yeah, well, there are seven current openings, and – like you said, I, I believe that it wouldn't shock me if uh, sometime today we heard of an eighth, and that's the Cowboys. 
So if there are eight teams looking for coaches, you better you better move fast if you want your guy. Well, that's what uh, New England uh, yeah. did, and it appears yeah, and it yeah. appears the, the the Raiders are going to be pretty fine and and make a decision on Antonio Pierce in the next couple of days. Uh, yeah, I think they're keeping Pierce. I know the Chargers value Harbaugh. I would be fascinated to find out if the if the Falcons have any in with him right now because I love Jim Harbaugh here. I would love it, love it, love it. I would that that would make me go on the radio and jump up and down. Harbaugh is always my friend. Nice talking to you, Bob. Thank you, John. It's a pleasure. Talk to Harper LaBelle soon here. And next up, my other cohort, Joe Patrick. What is he hearing with his ear on the ground? Does he think the Falcons are moving quickly? And which way does he think that they're going to go? We'll continue to explore this as we continue on Sports Radio 90. Join the game. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.